Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. Hello and almost happy Christmas. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's that time of year again. It is. And we have decided to make this year's Christmas podcast all about having Christmas with the families and the various things that happen as a result of the complexities the of compl- the family dynamic. That's it, exactly. Well, so first of all, maybe you could talk about your family Christmas and who you have Mm -hmm. and how it works. I'm quite envious of your Christmas because I already know about it, but obviously people don't. No. Um, So my Christmas as a child was very much, so obviously everybody probably knows now my parents are farmers, so the farm obviously came first regardless of the day of the year Christmas you know it kind of came second to the farm and so we always had my grandparents up on Christmas day um and mum and dad still had to work around it um I am only child so I didn't have any of the siblings to kind of share Christmas with so my was quite adult focused but there was always the expectation that grandparents came um, and then as obviously you got older and unfortunately grandparents have are no longer with us, um, it now is a really quiet Christmas, um, as in it's myself and James and my parents on Christmas Day. And then on Brexing Day, we're with James's parents and his sister and niece. So we actually have a really quiet Christmas and it's quite relaxed and not hugely pressured um and that's possibly because we don't have our own children so it is very different um but it's very much just kind of quite chill there's there's not a huge pressure from either side of the family to kind of make a big thing of it as such so um yeah that's our kind of christmas we have a nice christmas lunch go for a walk do you have a snooze as well? Oh, yes. Always got to have an afternoon snooze. All of us. <laughs> yep. Watching the TV and have a little snooze. So, yeah, 100%. It's not Christmas without yeah, a nap. That's... <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is quite different in that I do obviously have the children. Um, when I was little, it was me and my sister, mum and dad running grandpa only one set the other set died a long before didn't know them so we always had that kind of thing um we always had church my dad's a vicar as people who are listening to this might know so we had to do church we couldn't do presents until after the queen we still don't do presents till after the queen because I, I or the still, king now oh the king after the king mm. um yeah that i cannot get my head around but that's different traditions isn't it I was in the morning. 
you open yours in the morning mm-hmm. yeah so we we do stockings in the morning little stockings and then wait until because my dad could never have had enough time in the morning because he was at church doing and you know I don't know if my children are carry on that tradition but now I have my mum and Rich's mum and dad and the children and um, us for Christmas um, and we do have those little traditions like you just said you know we have the um, I cook <laughs> Rich's mum makes the cauliflower cheese. My mum makes the Christmas pudding. Yep. <laughs> um, but I do think that we, as potentially women, but potentially also men, depending on, you know, how the traditions go in your household. In in my household, it's the women. Um, find it very, very pressured to cook the lunch and to make it perfect for everybody. So... We have to have the cauliflower cheese. We have to have the Christmas pudding. But then there is also all of the other things that you have to have. And you have to make sure there's something everybody likes. And this is all done to make sure everybody has a lovely time. Mm-hmm. I think it's that whole thing. Randomly, we were both talking about it when we, we've been to the hairdressers. And obviously that lovely chat over the at the hairdressers where everyone talks about other holidays or at the moment it's Christmas um and everyone it was just listening to everyone talking and there's all this kind of pressure to make this one or two days or this week kind of perfect but this expectation that you have to like you say well you have to have the cauliflower cheese you have to have the you know Christmas pudding you have to invite such and such because and it just made me think why do we have to do all these things what what is it that's so ingrained in us around this time that even we what amazes me is when we bring people together so even family members together who don't always really get on and then no you bring them in I'm lucky that everyone does get on but to bring everyone into a household just because it's Christmas you have to have everyone together or you have to see everyone and I'm like there's 51 other weeks of the year yet it all gets scrunched sometimes into this and I think it's lovely when people want to all be together and I'm absolutely around that as well but I think there's also I watch parents feel this immense pressure to make it perfect and have all the people and to do all this and I'm not sure how enjoyable it is because of the pressure but mm-hmm. and the judgment because if mm. you didn't have the cauliflower cheese or you didn't have the Christmas pudding what would happen well do you know what that's this is what I was thinking is that actually the only person that would really care would be me. Mm. If I actually... If, although, obviously, on Christmas Day, I'm like, oh, no, nobody's got the Christmas pudding. Nobody's got the cauliflower cheese. The roast potatoes aren't quite right. You know, every Sunday... or not every Sunday, every other Sunday, I cook lunch for my mum. So she comes every other Sunday and we go to her every other Sunday. Every Sunday, I find myself doing this dinner that really... And pudding and, you know, that... I do because she's coming and I, I want to make an effort. But quite honestly, if I served her cottage pie with no pudding, she really wouldn't mind. 
She wouldn't, well, she wouldn't mind whatever I gave her if I gave her something that I'd heated up in the oven. However, the pressure that I put on myself mm-hmm. in the same way as people do at Christmas is really weird. And actually, mm-hmm. now I'm thinking about it, really annoying mm-hmm. because it's my, it's the inner critic that gets you rather than actually thinking properly, are these people really going to care? Because ultimately, I, you know, do they just want to be together? Be together. And actually see the have children. a nice day. See the children or see each other. Sit around the table, having a chat. Those sorts of things. When actually life is so unbelievably busy for all of us. That's one of our biggest things. It's one of the times where work actually is the quietest. Because everyone's kind of off. And so mm-hmm. it's the time where you're not having to really worry too much about work. That actually most people are, are off or doing things so you can catch up with them. And so it's quite nice to have no one kind of bothering you. It's funny, isn't it? You said to me the other day that you'd quite like to be able to go out for lunch and not have anything in the back of your head mm. niggling you about having to do it. And actually that day, that Christmas day is that, isn't it? Yeah. You don't have that niggle because actually there is nothing that really anybody's going to do. No. But, um, but you know, I, I mean, I don't... You were saying about everybody, and in fact, I, I've, having thought about it, I think that I probably do quite well in the not worrying about seeing people every Christmas. I mean, I don't haven't seen my sister for Christmas probably since we both lived at home, mm-hmm. and I don't see my dad for Christmas anymore because he lives in Plymouth, so that's not that's not practical, and mum and dad obviously aren't together anymore, so that means that, you know, you wouldn't put them together in a room particularly mm-hmm. together for um, Christmas because it just wouldn't work. And we have to think about those families where, you know, mm. they have separated, and so how many Christmases did your child or children have? You know, it's mm. it's not a case of everyone coming together and it all being one day. You know, there's Christmas days that are now staggered over the week or um, they have them at different times. It It is that whole, sometimes we think we know what it needs to look like, but actually making your own traditions, I suppose, I would probably say, be careful what those traditions are because do you want to be able to make, do you want to maintain them for years to mm. come? And are they maintainable? Or are mm. they just setting yourself up to feel? Well, you do hear of families, don't you? Going to one set of parents to open presents, mm-hmm. having lunch, and then going to another set mm-hmm. of parents to open presents and have dinner and yep. almost having two Christmas dinners in one day yep. and then thinking, oh, I need to go home and do something with the children because we haven't done anything at home. And then on Boxing Day, having another huge yep. thing. And this whole what tra- pressure, Gosh. yeah, huge pressure, and people traipsing all over the place to have to go and do Christmas, and I think it's it, it is just looking at the wider picture, and I think it, what comes with that, not just the kind of preparation of it, but you know, family members, you have to kind of look after yourself as well, because I think there's times when people do kind of say you know everyone has different ideas there's things about the presents so when I was younger and I had both sets of my grandparents one set of grandparents were very hands-on and I saw them a lot through the year they looked after me when mum and dad were working those sorts of things Um, and one set of grandparents weren't so kind of 
active in my everyday kind of they I saw them but they weren't necessarily as hands-on and yet at Christmas they would all come together and the the not so hands-on grandparents would turn up and I remember they turned up in one year it was amazing like a stack of presents all beautifully wrapped and everything else and my other grandparents are sat there going we can't do that financially it's just not and it was I remember my parents saying that's not what she needs she you know what you give her is your time and everything else and so it's not about that but I'm now thinking about it and going I wonder how my grandparents felt because they all sat around that table and it's it's those things isn't it it's those different expectations around what's too much what's not enough what's right what's wrong you know even you know I've watched family members kind of have an opinion on what the children should be doing should they be opening their presents should they be you know playing with each present as they open it should they be saying thank you should they sit at the table there's a there's a lot that goes around quite high expectations to to christmas and well and it comes back to that judgment thing doesn't it mm-hmm. that whole um feeling judged and feeling are you doing the right thing or are you going to get judged by your mother-in-law or your mum or your dad or whoever for doing the wrong thing in inverted commas Mm -hmm. because obviously it isn't the wrong thing um but i mean the question that i've got is yes that's all very well but how do you not do that because Mm. do you then you know like you've got this this whole thing you've got your parents there let's say that's the expectation and actually if you didn't invite them that would be wrong really mm-hmm. you know I, I can't imagine saying to my mum you can't come because we're having a family Christmas on our own um so that's that's out of the well, question look at last but year then, for you you couldn't yes have we had to have two you had to have two yeah we had. so we had covid over Christmas all of us so nobody could come so we felt awful and actually you know we didn't the children didn't like it they didn't like not having their grandparents there so we yeah we had another (laughs) whole thing in january (laughs) which was quite nice really but yeah yeah, it was a bit weird yeah um but yeah i mean how do you how do you stop that but i don't think it's necessarily stopping it i think it's just looking at what doesn't you know what can you do to make it easier for you but also going into it with that whole mindset of this could be tricky or that could be tricky. It's also sort of potentially setting the ground rules. So it's actually saying, okay, we're having Christmas, but the children will have opened their presents. They will want to play with their presents. And so we're going to have dinner later. That's just how it's going to be because we want to sit. Actually, do you know what? That is one thing that I've established. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Christmas thing, because... So, first of all, the Christmas presents after the Queen King's speech, that is something that Rich's parents and family struggled with a little bit initially because it wasn't their tradition. Yep. But I was a bit like, this is what I want to do for my children, and so this is what will happen. Mm-hmm. Equally, they eat their lunch normally really early because, of course, they have had it the other way around. Mm-hmm. They've had their presents, and then... So, again, I've said... We won't be having lunch until two, let's mm-hmm. say. So that's the way it is. And mm-hmm. that's what happens. And so in some respects, I, I mm-hmm. probably You've know what that. you're saying. Yeah, I have done that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's fine. And I think, you know, 
interestingly, again, when I was little, mum and dad always did Christmas lunch at lunchtime because that's when my grandparents always ate and that was what was always done. And then it was becoming that actually mum and dad had to go back out milking in the afternoons and actually going out milking and bending over and everything else on a full stomach (laughs) just was not pleasant. (laughs) After a few glasses of wine. Yeah, so um, it slowly changed as we got older and my grandparents passed away and things and it became that we'd have dinner in the evening. Um, And it would just... And now, because they're more retired and they're not milking and things like that, we've gone back to having lunch at lunchtime. And so it kind of evolves dependent on what you need as a family. And that actually worked really well. Um, And so... But that is what you've got to do, isn't it? You've got to to make your family the priority. And if people want to join in, then they have to kind of fit in with that, don't they? Absolutely. And you know what works for you. And so if that's what works for you and that's what you want to make, then go for it. And actually, if people get funny about it, there's a question over, is it really the right thing if people are going to get, you know, het up about Mm. what time you do presents or whatever? Because actually, when the children were little, we used to give them their Christmas lunch at their normal lunchtime in mm-hmm. their routine and then they would go for their nap and we would have Christmas lunch while they were napping mm. and you know nobody said anything but you could potentially find a family going oh well why are the children not joining us why have they eaten already you could see it couldn't mm-hmm. you I mean that, as I say we didn't have that but however I'm reckoning you could. most people would be like yeah <laughs> you're gonna have a nap whilst we eat okay yes <laughs> <laughs> no that is true that there's is households true. across the yeah. country that are like please nap over yeah, our Christmas let that lunch. be it yeah no that is so true isn't it absolutely so true so but then you get to the the way that um families and particularly grandparents and different cultures and things the way that they expect the children to say thank you and of course you know they expect a hug when they arrive they expect come on come on give a granny a hug come on this that and the other you know and actually when you're little and let's say granny or grandpa have had a bit too much to drink mm-hmm. or they're kind of, or obviously i'm speaking to... from personal experience I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know it can that can be a little bit scary for a child a little child it, overwhelming but actually regardless of whether they've had a drink or not or regardless of any of that um, I think it's more that this whole well give me a hug and we we have a whole blog on this of should we make children hug people actually no If, if you don't feel comfortable don't we wouldn't hug people we don't feel comfortable with and I think just because they're a relative they do not need to go and give them a kiss to say thank you I remember that as a child not because there was I, I just didn't really want to do it but I did it because to be fair you haven't changed much no no but <laughs> it's just a bit you know no I it's, know, it's yeah. a symbol that hug and that kiss and all those sorts of things have become symbols of saying thank you to kind of relatives I think typically and it's like they don't need to they don't need to hug and kiss. Well, weirdly, I don't think they've become a symbol. I think they've that's what used to be mm. expected. And if you didn't do it, 
then that was really, really. However, I kind of feel that the tide is changing a little bit and people are starting to recognise the rights of children. Absolutely. And younger pet families are finding that, but then you've still got older grandparents that are Aunts, still living uncles, in that. All those things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that have to. That they're expecting that kiss or thank you. And I think it's, it's kind you. of when a child says no. Yeah. It is a bit hard. It's hard. It's, you know, oh, come and give me a cuddle. It's like, no. Mm. And it is a rejection, even though if you hadn't asked, you wouldn't have the rejection. But it's it's a tough one. And I think from if you're the parent, it can be very hard to watch your child pull back from that and then you see the relative going but look what I've just bought them or look what you know I'm mm. here and particularly if you don't see your family a huge amount and they come for these occasions it becomes all very intense all at once so it's like mm. oh I haven't seen you and these relatives absolutely want to hug and, and friends and everything else you know do you remember we were queuing a couple of weeks ago when a Sunday morning we went out for a walk. And, oh, yes. Yeah. And there was some a, a family in front of us. Well, a mum and a little one. And some friends came along, didn't they? Yeah. And the little one, they were right in front of us. And the little one didn't want to go straight to this friend. Well, she straight away said, come on, give me a hug. Give come me here, a hug. give me a cuddle. And this little one pulled back. And mum was like, no, 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 give them a cuddle. You know, you haven't seen them. They're really pleased to see you. And this child got picked up and kind of... She wasn't comfortable, was she? She just, she wanted to get down. She wanted to get back to mum. And it was very much mum going, oh, my friend really wants to see, you know. Mm. And the friend really wanted to see the little one. But the little one's like, you've just literally appeared out of nowhere. I maybe have In fact, you don't even know how how long ago they've seen them they might not even remember them no and so again it's that whole kind of have the confidence to say to a family member or friend oh they just haven't seen you for a while they'll they'll warm up in a bit and then they'll you know they'll be showing you everything and you won't get a word in edways that type of thing Mm. but I have always found that I don't go to the child I am very much like I'll sit here you come to me when you're ready obviously if they look at me I smile um but at no point would I ever be like right I need a cuddle I haven't seen and that's my closest friends and my godchildren and all that I still wouldn't do it it's like if you Mm. want to come and give me a cuddle absolutely if you want to come sit on my lap absolutely but I'm not going to force myself to, you know on you to give you a cuddle or expect you to give me a cuddle to say thank you but it's actually a really good precursor to kind of and obviously that gets a bit deep doesn't it but um a precursor to the kind of consent thing Absolutely. you know you want children to be able to feel confident to say no they don't want a cuddle they don't want a kiss mm-hmm. and to be listened to and if that doesn't happen then that's when the alarm bells should ring for them mm-hmm. so uh, you know it's good practice anyway it also comes back to our blog about my child doesn't show affection. Yes. Because again, we term hugs and kisses as something that shows our affection. Actually, if a little one smiles at you or comes up and gives you a high five or comes and shows you their special toy, that's affection. 
that's yeah. them sharing something with you it doesn't have to be this kind of you know very physical kind of side of things that maybe has been something in the past that we now need to kind of probably change that narrative a little bit but I think it's going back to what we initially spoke about is set the tone of what you want for your Christmas and if people don't want to be part of that then that's okay but if you want your Christmas to run in a certain way because of your family and your you know if you have a child with special needs if you have a child who Mm. who struggles with having lots of people in their home then you're gonna have to think about those things and that's okay to think about those things it is giving yourself permission isn't it yeah to actually set your store and say no we are going to do it this way and we'd love you to be there but this is it and and actually feeling feeling quite brave and if Mm -hmm. someone says oh can you give me a hug say oh they just want to play with their I'm sure they'll like you said I'm Mm -hmm. sure they're going to come and see you because sometimes you do that I mean and I've been a massive thing about this you know you go come on say thank you come on you need to say thank you it was a lovely present I even do it now mm-hmm. and it is that you know because you're a bit like it's almost embarrassing if they don't that's the weird yeah. thing but I'm not saying children shouldn't say thank you no of course yeah but I think it's getting them to understand the reason of saying thank you yeah and that actually it becomes a natural thing that they do not yeah a forced thing i think it's encouraged and you know we've all Encur- been that's the thing isn't it it's encouraging it and yeah saying, encouraging that was a it. really lovely present that such and such got you um i think it might be really nice to say thank you for that um mm-hmm. rather than say thank you now come on say thank you <laughs> this person's like <Yeah. laughs> um and then it becomes very awkward and you know and if your child's particularly you know doesn't really want to talk to that person it's kind of going I think if you know I think there's a really big thank you in there isn't there um I know that you love that present and kind of leave it at that but you've said it Mm. and that adult has to take that well and it's also about making sure that you role play it and if you Mm -hmm. get a present from them although I feel really sad that we don't get as many presents now but anyway as you get older it's not like it's not the same is it but we've rectified that this year haven't we yes we have yes we have we've got we've got presents galore to give to each other because nobody else everybody else thinks that as you get older you shouldn't have presents but they're obviously all wrong they always look at the discounted versions and the yeah (laughs) the cheaper you know anything like that so we've decided we've we've worked it out this year so yes we uh, have we've bought each other a stocking and filling it with goodies so that we have some treats that we really like hopefully and i promise to say thank you yeah you'll know i'll be very grateful i know but i feel like the pressure's on now (laughs) we've built this up all year yeah it really has but um yeah so i think the takeaway from this is probably what everybody really knows already Mm -hmm. that christmas can be tricky with relatives and family coming round. but if you set your stall and you say you you think about what kind of christmas you want to have mm-hmm. for and you and for your family change your christmas as your children get older because actually mm. what works when they're little might not work when it's older can't i send my children for a nap anymore then no well if i was your child <laughs> they might I'd, want I would have gone but you know i love a nap <laughs> so if you um 
But I think it's that whole don't be afraid to change things. It doesn't have to stay the same. It can adapt yeah. and change as you get. And like loads of people yeah. go out for lunch now, don't they, for Christmas Day? Um, they do. And things like that. And it's what works for you and your family. Yeah, and I think, that yeah, I mean, I've got somebody I know that goes out for lunch because the pressure is huge on them. And they just said, now I'm older, the children are older. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And you know actually some people have said oh why are you doing that we wanted we wanted to come round you know mm-hmm. well because actually i don't want to be there peeling sprouts at yep. you know two o'clock in the morning stuffing a turkey making it all ready mm-hmm. i want to be able to enjoy my christmas come home put my feet up and you know enjoy that time with family rather than being in the kitchen and that's okay and they've accepted it now yep. and in fact for the last this is like the last the third year that they've done it so yeah by all play. accounts once you start going out for christmas lunch you don't really ever go back don't go back it's no. kind of like okay we're we're you yeah. know we can see the other side there's no washing up there's nothing it's just yeah go out. it's amazing yeah yeah so well, we hope that you all have an amazing time at Christmas yes. and that you make some wonderful family traditions, as we know you will, and that, you know, you don't feel too stressed because you mm-hmm. do have to find time. And if you can find time for a snooze, even if it's just a pretend snooze yep. on the sofa <laughs> and nobody Enjoy talks it. to you. Eat as much Enjoy as you it. want or as little as you want. Yeah. And just do, you know, do what do, feels do right. Do you. Yes. So, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family or head to our website. The links are in our show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire, and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Team and everything in between. See you then.